everybody, and welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts. With your hosts, us, it's Ariel and Raylene. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> do you feel like our names are sort of similar? I guess. I mean, we do have a lot of the similar, same letters in our names. A- I never really thought R- about that. And E. Mm-hmm. And L. You've, you've, oh my God, and the L. Holy shit. Your name is basically <laughs> inside of my name. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so all I have is my own I, and yeah. you have your own N. And that's what really, you know, identifies us. Thank it's God. True. <laughs> well, I am excited to be recording with you, Raylene. I am in Washington, D.C. Whoa, you're so close to me. <laughs> Wait. Wait, no, you're not. No. (laughs) I just heard the Washington part and got excited. If I had been in Washington, I would have, I would, let me just tell you this right now. I will never go to Washington and not also go up and see you. (laughs) Okay. That would be really upsetting. It'd be like me going to the East Coast and not even Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're like New York and you're not going to do the one and a half hour flight up to Nova Scotia. Insane. I am in Washington, D.C. I am a few blocks away from the White House. Whoa. That's crazy. (laughs) I know. Um, Funnily enough, I haven't seen the White House yet, even though it's 7 p.m. and I've been here since noon. (laughs) You still got to. Well, have I been have I been here since noon? I've been here since one or two. Um, because you guys, I had a little bit of an accident. <laughs> Thankfully, so I am. DC. Yeah, I had an accident. So I went to Washington, D.C. to take my problems up with the government. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, so basically I am in this area because one of my good, good friends, Megan Hughes, and Finley Ormstrom got married. I just realized she's not Megan Hughes <gasps> anymore. Whoa. Oh my That God. is crazy. That is crazy, actually. So they got married yesterday, and it was an unbelievably beautiful, perfect day. I honestly, like, I kind of just kept bursting out laughing <laughs> at how beautiful and perfect this wedding was do you know what i mean i was just like this is it was unbelievable it felt like it was it genuinely felt like it was out of a movie oh that's so it was it was it was beautiful and it was really really fun It, it was a good old time anyways i had a little accident i fell quite a distance I'm glad we can laugh about it. Oh my god. <laughs> could have been fatal, but wasn't. <laughs> it could have been fatal. I did somehow didn't break a bone, but I am pretty bumped up. Um, I sent Raylene photos of just like, my legs are covered in bruises and my hand is all cut up. My arm is just covered in these cuts oh that I'm gosh. just like, how did... What? <laughs> That's also kind of like something from a movie, though. Uh, just saying, like somebody is, like tumbling true. through bushes or whatever happened to you to scratch you up. <laughs> I must have flown through a bush at some point. Yeah, um, but you know what? It all worked out fine, and I am here now. So basically, we were kind of in that area in in a in a nice little area of Virginia for two days. Yeah. Um, but it was right next to Washington, oh, okay. D.C. And so me and CJ, who came to the wedding with me, um, we decided to do a day and a half in Washington, D.C. Because we thought, like, 
you know, when else are we going to be here? Totally. You wouldn't come out here special for that. No. And the thing I'm the most excited about is absolutely without a doubt, going to the steps of, I forget which memorial, and saying, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do it. I, ha I will do it, and then we will you video it. it. Yeah. Um, we don't have to leave the city until like three tomorrow. So we have the whole, and I'm like, actually, now that I think about it, I'm like, you know, the whole, from the morning until three is more than enough time to like see these things that I wanted to see. So absolutely. Today, I kind of just spent it fully in bed, having naps, drinking water, and trying to just calm down from my little <laughs> episode. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? Have you fallen seven feet any time lately? <laughs> No, although riding the elevator today in my apartment building, I almost fell over at one point. I kind of lost my balance and was like, whoa, that was crazy. That's about oh the closest um, to falling over or off of anything I've had. I kind of feel like the world is unhinged right now because like we were at the, we went to the Shake Shack for lunch oh, nice. and um, I couldn't have a shake because they, they didn't have like an oat milk option or anything. So yeah. I was like, well, I'm already not feeling so good let's not add a <laughs> lactose intolerance into this equation yeah, that's not gonna help but i watched a man fully throw a milkshake <laughs> <laughs> like he got up from his table like from his chair and he yeah i just you know didn't think about how his very big fancy dslr camera was sitting on his lap oh. and so you know he went to stand up and it yeah. went to fall down. Oh, and so no. in the moment, obviously his reflex was like, nothing is as important as this probably like $6,000 camera. Yeah, he was like, and he went for it. And in the doing of it, just threw the milkshake he had in his hand. Oh, shit. <laughs> and it just went everywhere. And I was like, there is something unhinged going on in the atmosphere right Yeah, now. like these things don't normally happen. I thought you meant he threw it in anger. And I was like, uh-oh. Oh, that, God. This could be a bad story. But no, no it was a, kind of a funny story. It was just a strange story. story. It was just a strange story. And then I went to go and get a bag because I honestly wasn't really able to eat. I was not in an eating mood so i was like i'll just get a bag and i'll what's funny raylene is i've just spent the whole day just completely out of it and then <laughs> right now right before we recorded literally i took one bite out of this cold burger because i was like i haven't eaten and i'm feeling kind of woozy i should really eat what do i got and i was like i don't have time to run out oh yeah i have that burger i have that burger and i yeah. bit it it was the it's the most delicious burger I've ever tasted in my life. But literally, I, I'm staring at it. I can't eat it because we're recording. <laughs> I oh, no. Like, I was like, those two bites will fuel me through this podcast. And then I'm going to have a deliriously beautiful moment where I enjoy that burger. Yeah, just knowing it's on the other side. Yeah, it's going to exactly. get you through. Um, trying time. But as I went to go get, get this like takeaway bag... There was all of these, there's too many people up near this counter. And then this one kid kind of like, yeah, I say kid, but he was like 14. He kind of took a turn kind of weird on his ankle, I guess. And yeah. he almost ran into me. But in oh order to not run into me, he did another weird turn <laughs> and he ran into a post. And I was just like, <laughs> hey, whoa. <laughs> this is a cursed Shake Shack. You needed to get out of there. <laughs> It's a bad place for you. You might have but fallen down again if you had stayed even longer. I just feel like everyone in the United States is falling over. So, 
<laughs> that makes a lot of sense somehow. So yeah, anything else going on other than almost falling in an elevator? <laughs> Not really, no. Have you had a chill weekend? Very chill weekend, actually. Nice. Somehow. I often find that weekends feel like they fly by really quickly, but this weekend has felt like a long, slow, oh, chill weekend. And it's okay. been very nice. And I managed to like get stuff done, too. It wasn't like I just sat around doing nothing. It's just yeah. productive and happy and good. I love that. Well, and I'm it's glad. raining right now. It's pouring oh, rain, and it makes me so happy. That's <laughs> I just feel very favorite. zen about this weekend. Yeah. Wow, we had like very different weekends. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was very relaxing, very productive. Nobody got hurt. <laughs> Yeah, I like went uh, for walks. I started going for walks a little bit, so I feel like I'm being active a little bit, which is good. So, I love that. I'm so I'm happy. I'm just feeling for you. positive. I'm, I, I, I kind of wish, and this doesn't make any sense, but obviously we all think of our lives as movies. But I, I just sort of wish that somebody had been fi filming me when I fell, and then yeah. Somebody been had been filming you what, while you were doing whatever restful <laughs> thing you were doing at the same time. <laughs> That's true. If we were to write a movie of our friendship and our lives, that scene would definitely have to exist. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. I, we should We should track it back, figure out exactly what time it happened at, and I'll be able to tell you what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn it. We'll figure it out for our movie. Yeah. I will, I will just, I will add, it was a, a pure, stupidly weird accident that just happened. No one to blame and everyone was fine. So it all worked out. Um, the main thing was how beautiful Megan looked at her wedding. She went with the braid, Raylene. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like most people like doing either an updo Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that's like the, the the usual, I think. Or a very cool styled, like, down thing. But yeah, I don't feel like anyone long. ever goes for the braid. No, that's true. And it looks That, that so adds, pretty. like, a little bit of kind of, like, forest elf magic vibe yes. to the whole thing. Which is, which is the cool. most Megan thing ever. She, yeah. <laughs> uh, she loves mushrooms and trees. And it was the most, like, it was such a perfect wedding. I wore little mushroom earrings in her oh, honor. That's cute. <laughs> Um, but what the hell? Let's talk about some books. Okay, let's transition. How do you segue away from a fall? I don't know. <laughs> let's fall into let's some fall books. Into a book. yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's start with are there any books you finished that you want to talk about? Yeah, I only finished one and I almost didn't manage to finish it before recording, but it worked out because wow. we're recording a little later than we usually do. So I had some extra time. So I did finish reading Born a Crime by Trevor Noah, which I had kind of just started last week when we recorded last. And yeah. I really enjoyed it. Now that I've read it, um, I could talk about it a little bit more, obviously. Yeah. So this is a memoir of Trevor Noah, who is now a comedian talk show host. You know, like he's huge. Everybody probably knows who he is. But yeah. this book is about his childhood growing up in South Africa. And it's kind of like essays of just all these different moments in his life and how they've affected him and like made him who he is now. Like the book is not at all about him becoming a comedian. It's completely about just stories from his childhood and from his like teenagehood, which I really liked. I liked that it was focused on that. And his relationship yeah. with his mother is also a huge focus because yeah. he is mixed race. His dad was white and his mom is black. And so his dad was basically like not in the picture. He wasn't allowed to be in the picture. So a lot of mm. his life was just growing up just with his mom and then later a stepfather and all this kind of stuff. 
So it was really interesting to get to know his story because I didn't really know a lot of his background other than what he's shared in his comedy specials that I've seen. So I knew a okay. little bit, but it was it was cool to get to see, you know, things that he might not necessarily share with people a lot, but he obviously put into this book. Um, but like things that were like, okay, yeah, like he's done some crazy stuff. And it's it's cool that he was very honest about that and was willing to share those stories. So I really enjoyed it. I feel like it was a very vulnerable, honest memoir. And I highly recommend it. I would say like a four out of five. I did find it to be okay. a bit slow at times. Like it wasn't as engrossing as some other memoirs I've read, but the yeah. content was really good and it was really well written. It was funny. It was like I was saying, like it's vulnerable and honest. So I, I think it yeah. had a lot of things that I really enjoy in a book. So it was a very solid four out of five for me. And sorry, did you do the audiobook or because you just no, held up the book to me? I, oh, you I didn't. just read the book because um, I forgot to ask you because you, like you, you had you were going to lend it to me because it was Amazon yeah. only. But I just kept forgetting and I just decided, you know what? No, I don't want to okay. bug her. Now's the time. I'm just going to read it. So. That's what I did. Sometimes you just gotta go for it. Sometimes you just gotta it's go true. for it. And I understand that the audiobook is probably amazing and I probably did the book a disservice by not listening to it, but I don't care. It was still really good to read, so. <laughs> I think it's good because I think that sometimes knowing that the audiobook is really good has actually stopped me from reading the book because mm -hmm. I have to, f I'm not very good at listening to audiobooks. And so I'm just like, oh, what am I going to fit this in? Like, it's got a little bit of a logistics right. element. Yeah. <laughs> and so the main example I'm thinking of is the Anthropocene Reviewed. So I've been wanting to read that for ages and I started reading it, but I was like, no, I, I need to do the audiobook. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Because obviously John narrates it and there's like cool other stuff in it. Mm -hmm. There's like some little bonuses. And so I was like, okay, I really want to do that. But I think if I had just not worried about doing the audiobook, I actually would have already read. Totally. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I feel like I do that sometimes, but also in reverse. Like sometimes I'll see that the audiobook is available to listen to, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to listen to the audiobook. I feel like I want to read the print book. And so I'll mm. kind of like get in my head about certain books. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Um, okay. So what are you currently reading? I am currently reading two books actually one of which is an audiobook it's funny actually i started trying to read this oh. book the other day uh, malibu rising yeah. by taylor jenkins read is what i'm reading now i started reading the physical copy and i was like mm, i think i'm gonna do audiobook for this so i ended up just waiting until the audiobook came through on libby and I, uh, it was the right choice i feel like i've listened to most of her books on audio actually i've only actually read oh. one of them in print which was one true loves and oh. I I love it. Like, I really love listening to her books on audio. I feel like they just work really That's well nice. in that format. So Malibu Rising so far, I'm a, about like 45% of the way through the audiobook. So almost halfway done. And so far, I feel just kind of like neutral about it. It's like, okay, it's sure. interesting enough. It's about four um, siblings who are the children of a famous rock star, basically. Like their dad was a singer. Oh, okay. And so it's about them later in their life when they're like in their 20s like they're kind of all in their like low to mid 20s and they're and, and it also skips back to the past when their mom and dad were like just first get first meeting oh, and then they had okay. the kids and stuff so it has the dual timeline thing going on as well which is fun it keeps the story moving along quickly 
but it's kind of also weirdly uneventful for how much you think oh. that there'd be a lot of drama and there is a like a little bit but it's kind of leading up to this you know something is going to happen because the way that the beginning of the book is framed it's like all right something crazy happened at this party and now let's begin telling the story of the day of that party <laughs> and so it's like you know something is going to happen but it's like what is going to happen whoa and so there's kind of just a lot of journey to get to what is going to be the juicy part yeah um, so I will see how it goes by the end of it, but that's sort of how I'm feeling right now. Um, so far, I think I've definitely like her older books better. That's something I'm really discovering. That's what I've, I was actually about to ask sort of, because yeah. I've noticed that as well. First of all, if someone had come into this hotel room and said, Ariel, I don't know why I, they would, but if, if they did, they'd be like, Ariel, has Raylene read Malibu Rising? I would have absolutely said, yeah. I, for some reason, had thought you'd already read that one. No. So it's funny that you haven't. And you're just like, the second you brought it up, I was like, uh-oh. I've confused something. <laughs> I'm so confused. Uh -oh. Well, this is a, this was one of the three books that I bought last year as pre-orders. And was like, these are the only books I'm going to buy this year. And then so I never got around to reading what? it. I, okay. I read the other two, but I didn't read this one. So maybe that's what you're thinking of. I was really good be. about reading the other ones. And I talked about this one quite a bit. But I never okay. got around to read, reading it because it passed by the summertime. And then it was the right. long time. But now it's June, so I can read my summertime book now. So, so here's what so, I'm really yeah. curious about, okay? Because yeah. you have read... We talked about this last week, how you're like a, um, a Taylor Jenkins read hipster. Because you've read like all of her backlist as well. So what I'm curious about is, what is it that you are like more about her old books? Because clearly it's her new books that made her popular. Yeah. Like, what do you think it is that made them popular? And I guess that's what you're not liking? I don't know. Yeah, it's tricky because I would say Evelyn Hugo is my favorite of her books. And that's mm. one of her new books that did make mm -hmm. her popular. But I feel like everything okay. I've read that came out after that has been the problem. Like Daisy Jones and the Six was just like, eh. This one was just like, eh. And I'm like, maybe it's because both of them, I mean, all of her new books are kind of about famous people in some way or right. another, which yeah. I like as a concept. But Evelyn Hugo is about a woman, like a woman who's a movie star in the 50s, which I think is really cool. And then also what she has become in the modern day, like what, where she's at now. These, I feel like maybe I just don't care about the time periods as much, but that's not even true. I think the 70s are cool and the 80s are cool. So I'm like, that yeah. can't be it. I don't, I don't huh. know. It's hard to put my finger on exactly what it is. Maybe the cast is too large in these other books. And so I'm just not as interested. It's also kind of interesting. One of the rock star dad character is actually a character in Evelyn Hugo as well. So oh, interesting. Her books are interconnected, in which is also like I think that that's cool to a certain degree. But I think personally, I don't really like that type of thing. Okay, um, that's a similar problem Go I on. had with Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mandel, which I can't remember. Have we talked about that yet? I read Did that. You I think Did I forgot to talk about it. I think you forgot to review it. So this is your freaking moment, man. This is my moment. Okay. So I'll try and finish answering your question. Then I'll move into that. But yeah, it's a sure, similar sure. problem that I had with that book. And so I think I just don't like that when it's like, ooh, let's make it into a, a whole universe thing. And I'd rather just, if it's not a series, like either make it a series or don't make it a series. It's kind of the way right. I look at it. But Okay, that's know. interesting. But her I mean, old books, I think what I like so much about her old books is that all of them are seemingly very simple stories like they're all about a woman who's like in her late 20s or early 30s but then something crazy happens to her and it's just like right. she has to react to it and it's like about 
her just trying to get through life. It's usually like a very average person who has something crazy happen to them. I guess these books are kind of the opposite. They're about people who aren't ordinary, people who are like larger than life and it's just them right. living their lives. I don't know. I think that maybe I just like the setup of her other books better because I think like across all of her books, the writing is good, the characters are good, they're engaging, whatever. So I think, I think that's probably what it all comes down that's to. really actually a very interesting topic it makes me think about because you made a distinction between um like these connected worlds where on the one hand there's a series and on the other hand it's not a series and yeah. so what that makes me think about is stephanie perkins like oh yeah her anna isla and lola books were all mm -hmm. set in the same universe but they were basically kind of a series yeah um a little bit and so it kind of like what it felt pretty intentional and yeah because um, the characters would pop up in each story it wasn't yeah. just like mentioned that they existed yeah like, exactly oh, hey, no, here they, i am <laughs> yeah they'd get cameos um and then but it also makes me think about morgan Matson because a lot yeah. of her books are interconnected but in ways i've never understood <laughs> yeah like do you know what i mean i'm just like i i know that they're interconnected and i know that there's some character crossover but I've never like, There's noticed. like an ice cream shop that exists in both books. And it's like, yes, exactly. It's subtle things, I think. It's subtle. So. Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. Okay, well, actually, yeah, we should talk about Sea of Tranquility because we need the 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 popular book reviews, <laughs> really. It's true. It's weird. I've been reading all these like hot books. <laughs> but it just be, it's just because it so happened to come through for, the, for me at the library around the time when it came out. I was like, oh, okay, I'll read this. It was really short. And, you know, it looked like it would be a quick read. So I was like, you know what? I, I can put my other books on hold for a bit to, to do this. This was when I was doing my short book challenge, actually. So it kind of derailed oh, my short book challenge a little bit. Sure. So, yeah, this was like at the end of March or early April. Wow. No. Wow. <laughs> I'm so behind on this review. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Sea of Tranquility. I mm. did not enjoy it. I Let me just ripped that Band-Aid off. I and, know I knew this, but when you yeah. finished it, you basically texted me. I forget why, but we were. I, we were I know why. About it, it well, it was because I was in the midst of my giant trip, and yeah. you. I think you literally texted me something like, "Normally, I would wait for the podcast, but yeah. it's going to take so long, so I just want to let you know I read Sea of Tranquility," That's what it was. and I was like, "Oh my god!" And and you're like, "I'm not liking it." I think you were in the middle of it, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" And then when you finished it, I think you mentioned that you just ended up not liking it, but but you kept saying, "We'll just talk about it on the pod," and I was like, "Yeah, tantalizing." <laughs> and a month and a half later, uh, so yeah, what didn't work for you? Yeah, so the tricky thing is that it was a very readable book so okay. i can give that positive about it like i can understand people picking it up and just like sitting down and reading it in one sitting because i almost did that essentially okay even though i didn't end up loving it but it had this one of the things that i would mention is it had the same problem that i'm mentioning with um malibu rising where there's a whole section of this book that's just characters from the glass hotel that have like come oh. in and it's kind of like them doing an, their own thing in this book and i was like Oh my gosh, like it just, it, it, that was one thing that just started to annoy me and then they just started to like stack on top of each other because mm. I was like, I didn't really love the Glass Hotel either. So right. I was, I was upset to have to live with those <laughs> characters for longer and people kept talking about things that happened in that book and it's just huh. weird when stuff like that happens and it's not framed as a sequel, you know, that's yes. like, I just yes. find that that would be confusing as a reader to be reading about this and not realizing that, oh, these characters existed in a completely other book. There's a whole story you could read about it. I don't know. Right. I like that's a bit strange. Um, but also it is like a sci-fi book, which was cool. I was really into that, but I feel like it was, 
it was written as if it was supposed to be like literary fiction, but it was very much sci-fi. I don't know how to explain hmm. this in a way that makes sense, but it felt like, I don't know, it felt like she was trying to make sci-fi really cool in like a cool girl kind of way. And it just kind of like, I was like, stop it, stop yeah. it. Um, so I don't know, it also felt really unoriginal to me, which was one of the uh -oh. things, partly because it felt like it was just like, oh, here's some stuff from the Glass Hotel. And then it was like, oh, here's some stuff from um, Station Eleven, because the whole, right. like, it is about pandemics a little bit, but not in as huge of a way as Station Eleven at all. I feel like that was used in the marketing nice. probably more than it should have been. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like, this is a pandemic book, but it is something that kind uh, of is threaded throughout the book, which is fine. Um, but it just, it yeah, it just felt like she kind of took ideas from her other books and then took ideas from other books that I've read, kind of, and yeah. then just smooshed them all together. So it just felt like, it's like, if I wanted to read a book like this, I would just read a book by Blake Crouch. Like, that's kind of the, the vibe huh. that I got from reading yeah, it. I don't yeah. know. It just didn't feel like, it just didn't feel right. There was something off it about it. It didn't feel right. Yeah, oh. but its format was really interesting, though. That's another cool thing I can say about it, because it, it starts out like there's one chunk that kind of takes place in 2020. There's a chunk that takes place in the 1920s, I think. And then there's chunks that take place way in the future. So it has a cool futuristic aspect. And they talk about events that, you know, are happening way in the future. And they've got all this cool technology and stuff. So aspects of it were cool. But for me, it just didn't really work. So are we talking like a two to five here or a yeah. three to five? Oh, like a two. My, it would have. I was. It was close to being a three for most of the book, but it's for, especially for such a short book. Like I started to get tired of reading <laughs> at one point. That's I was like, so interesting. I was like, I just want this to be over. Uh, yeah, it just didn't That's connect so with sad. me. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people would love it though because it is like very well written. You know, it has all of the same stuff that her other books do. I just feel like I want something that's more of a new concept from her i guess i wanted to do something like otessa moshvig i wanted to do something crazy and write it like a medieval book that would be fun well speaking of which i'm part way through lapvona <laughs> <laughs> i knew it <laughs> you really set me up for that one really that's perfect <laughs> um okay so let's i i guess let's pivot over i okay <laughs> let's zoom back a couple of Tell months ago <laughs> So Raylene read Strange Things, Strange Weather in Tokyo, mm -hmm. Stranger Things, that's a different topic. <laughs> she read Strange Weather in Tokyo. And I was like, what the hell? Because it was, we had talked about how it was going to be a buddy read. Oops. And we, and it was near the beginning of the year. It was like the third book I read this year. Yeah. And like, and, but like, it was surprising as well because it was right at the beginning of the year when one of our resolutions had been to do six buddy reads. I know. I just, so I, I was it like, was really dark that I did that. I didn't even think about it when I was doing it. I just react, like it just happened. I didn't think yeah, at all. I was like, really? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and you were like, it was really good. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't really want your review right now because yeah, really I'm feeling pretty move, betrayed. <laughs> so, you know, I tried to process that. I tried to process that. And then, I don't know, two weeks later, you read The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. I was just is... inspired. <laughs> another one of our main buddy reads and both of these books have been buddy reads of ours for like two or three years now so we were i was just like i think that's what? part of the problem i just I think really wanted to knock them off it's true they're mashed potato books for sure big time so i was like oh my god okay i need to think of a revenge 
This is my Count of Monte Cristo moment. Oh my gosh. So I started scheming and I had good ideas. I was like, I could read another book by F. Scott Fitzgerald because you've only ever read The Great Gatsby. So I would actually have read more F. Scott Fitzgerald than you. Mm -hmm. I thought that was too keen a sting. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I actually don't think I would have cared if you did that. I was like, if you read like, I don't know, Down and Out in Paris and London before me, I'd, Mm -hmm. I'd just be like, Wait, no, I want to talk about it. <laughs> no. Yeah, I feel like that would be pretty dark. I would never do that. Because <laughs> that feels then, like on purpose. Like, <laughs> Yes, exactly. Well, exactly. I want to be then, really mean. I, just, I woke up this morning wanting to hurt you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I forget. I had like a little list of ideas. And I remember telling them all to Connor. And I was like, what do you think I should do? He's like, why do you have to punish your best friend again? <laughs> For reading a book before me. <laughs> and I, I said, Connor, for the content, okay? It's the true. Content. We've been waiting for this moment for a long time. And now and I'm like, being I'm kind of bummed because, yeah, well, I haven't finished it exactly. I had meant to finish it, but then this trip came up. It felt like it came up faster than I thought it would. And yeah. so I just had all of this other stuff I had to do, and I haven't been able to finish it at all. I'm... I don't know, probably a fifth of the way through. But I decided that my fun little revenge would be reading a book that we're both excited about, but I would get it early. Yeah, I physically I... can't read it yet. I, I know. I was like, <laughs> like what I can't is do the... anything. I couldn't even <laughs> drop everything to start reading it just so we could buddy read it. Like, it's not even possible. <laughs> it sounds like very it cruel and nice. unusual punishment when I put it out loud like that. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> It doesn't come out until what day? June? End of June. So if you June if it 21st. takes you long enough to read it, I might be able to get it. So up. I actually thought this would, would be funny to talk about now because now the race is on. Will I actually revenge or not? <laughs> Will you fail at the revenge? Yeah, <laughs> Will I fail good, at my own revenge plot? plot. <laughs> the only person who was hurt was me. Um, <laughs> and then I'll read another book you wanted to buddy read just to drive yeah, that uh, hurt home a little harder. <laughs> Name one book would hurt the most. I'll read it. Okay, so the other reason, and I'm kind of, I'm not mad at myself because this is all a giant joke, but Mm. I'm just like, that was kind of dumb. I posted a photo of this on my Instagram (laughs) close friends. Yeah. And Raylene messaged me and she's like, that's an interesting book you've got here. And I said... (laughs) I think I just said no comment or something. Yeah, you were like, I can't talk about this. Actually, I think it was slightly more deranged than that. I think we should I'm gonna pull this was. up because I, I remember it being really funny. But it was fun because I actually had in the back of my head, that was the thing that I thought you were going to do to me because I couldn't think of another punishment that would like suit the crime as much as as reading a book before me like that like that i can't get and there were a couple of people that messaged me about it too and they were like i think she's gonna read laphona wait really oh my god people have been (laughs) scheming yeah i can't remember their names now but there were one or two people who (laughs) who like literally (laughs) so funny well i got okay we knew what you you messaged so basically what happened was connor and me had a kind of a cute little outing and we went to a cafe and we were reading and we had lunch and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had my book. We went to like this cute, really cute coffee shop. And they made me like a really fancy, cute, to be fair, wasn't that good of a coffee. But it was very beautiful coffee. <laughs> it was attractive. Um, 
I think maybe I just ordered some, you know, you know, I've got to find the right thing to order because it was a really cool place and a lot, it was very busy. So I think people like it. I think I just didn't order something I like. But anyways, I had my Shakespeare and Company mm -hmm. tote bag, Lapvona, and this beautiful um, latte. And I was like, I'm a bookstagrammer. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a bookstagrammer. I was like, it's so yeah, cool. Totally I was like, I have to post this fo photo. And I, and I had the caption, am I bookstagram yet? <laughs> you replied, Lapvona, with like 20 exclamation marks. And I said, no comment, period. And then another message, no comment, 15 exclamation marks. And you said, not very sneaky, my friend. I'm on to you. And I said, you don't know anything about me or my family. <laughs> yeah, that's that's starting to ring more true. I, yeah, you usually say stuff like that when you're, you're cornered. <laughs> oh, man. She lashes out at me. <laughs> because you're so mean. <laughs> I have to defend myself. Um, so yeah, so I couldn't, I was honestly, I was like, you know, there's a possibility Raylene won't see this, but even if she does, it's just kind of funny to me now. That this punishment has taken so mm -hmm. long, and I'm just like, I know exactly. It's been long enough. Trail. So now hilarious. the race is on. Because it would have been funnier if you had punished me like in February <laughs> or March with this punishment. Because now it's June, and <laughs> I'll have the book within I a few know. weeks. So it's, it's so not funny. that bad. It's quite funny. Oh, shit. I love it. Um, but I started this book the day after, I think. I. Um, watched the northman in at, at the movies oh that's fun have we talked about the northman on the move on movie tube tub yet movie tube movie tub <laughs> movie tube <laughs> yeah we talked okay, about cool, it last cool, cool. week but i haven't yeah, seen it yet. so um if people haven't seen it obviously it's i mean watch the trailer one of my favorite trailers of all time it's so epic um, but it's like a viking story and it's just like this big viking saga and then I started reading Lapvona, which is obviously a medieval story. And mm -hmm. I was just like, wow, that was like a good little synergy. Like it, it I was excited because yeah. I, I, I really like the Northmen and I really like stories in those types of settings. Like A Knight's Tale is one of my favorite movies. And so, so oh, jumping yeah. into this, I was like, oh man, yes, no, I'm feeling the, the Renaissance vibes. And so far it's really intriguing and very good. So mm -hmm. I don't know much about it yet though. So I don't want to, and I don't want to say anything until I yeah. just realized I did finish a book that I'll talk about in a second. Um, Latvona, right? It says, it has the like title page. It says for Walter. And then it says, uh, it has a quote and it says, Oh yeah. I feel stupid when I pray from the song, anyone by Demi Lovato. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what in front of a medieval book? What? Otessa, you quirky girl. <laughs> what are you doing? She's so silly. She's so um, silly. Yeah, I'm interested to see how you feel about that book because I, from the few things I've heard, I think it's pretty graphic. That's what I've heard it as well. Which is definitely a mosh pit. I, this one could be possibly the worst because of its time I know. Setting. There's already been some gruesome <laughs> you know, moments. Some bad shit can really there's happen. Like, when I'm on page like 30 <laughs> and there's already been a couple moments where I'm like, this does not bode well. Um, <laughs> we will see. Oh, um, but yeah, so I'm excited to be reading it and I have to give a really huge shout out to Penguin Press for setting me up with this copy because I emailed them and I was like, I'm doing this 
thing on my podcast. I'm wondering if you could send me the book. I'll talk about it. And they were like, yeah, sure. And then I actually, yeah, I didn't get to tell you about this. They sent it to me and, oh no, wait, I did sort of tell you about this. They sent it to me and it was the wrong book. Remember? I ended up with the yeah, wrong book, but the it. receipt said Lapvona on it, but the book was not oh, Lapvona. And I was like, oh no. And so they sent it to me again. <laughs> So they really helped me out with right. this uh, little revenge plot, which is really cool. Okay. The other I'm book I wanted to mention is I finished reading Summer Blonde by Adrian Tomein. How was it? It's so funny because last week when we talked about it, I was overall pretty positive about it. I'm now overall pretty yeah. negative about it, Ooh. <laughs> which is funny because it really goes to show that like, you know, you have to finish a book before you can really say all of your thoughts about it. Right, especially something that is kind of like an anthology or short story collection. Because uh, yes. you never know what you're going to Exactly. Gonna get. But any, even just a novel could totally turn the tides. Yeah, through. well, exactly. So, you know, I did like, I'm trying to remember, I don't have it in front of me because obviously I didn't bring it randomly with me to Washington, but <laughs> there's four stories and I, I think I had read two and a half when we were talking. Yeah. And the one I'd been reading was kind of my favorite one so far. But by the time I finished it, it was a little too messed up. <laughs> and mm. I was like, I don't know. I didn't really like that. And then I read the fourth story and I didn't like it either. And I was like, and I mean, the first two I liked, but I didn't love them. So I'm like, overall, it kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. just sort of like, nah. That wasn't really a book I'd recommend. I still really like Adrian Tomein. I want to read more of him. And I really yeah. liked Killing and Dying. And I think it's really cool that these that these gra that his graphic novels are very adult and deal with like mm -hmm. very adult themes and stories because yeah, it's interesting to have that in the graphic novel form. Mm -hmm. But that one wasn't for me. So Fair enough. I'm actually reading a second book. What? Oh my god. I mentioned it earlier, but I never got around to talking about it. <laughs> oh yeah, because you tried you did such a good transition for me to jump into the Lavona talk. I know. I transitioned from Malibu Rising yes. to Sea of Tranquility to Lavona, and then I forgot about the other what book. What was the other reading. one? So so the other one, I actually just started it like a couple of hours ago. I um, finished Born a Crime, and then I was like, time to start a new book so that I can talk about it on the podcast. So I am reading Medicine Walk by Richard Wagamese. No way. Super exciting. That I is know, exciting. Is, it's very exciting because not only has this kind of become a mashed potato book for me, but I do own, I think, three or four of his books now that I haven't read. And so it's one yeah. of those authors where I'm like, you know what? I need to read more of his books, dive back in. But also our friend Max read it a few months ago and loved it. Yeah, so ever I since Max that. read it, I was like, I need to read this. And um, I actually selected this book by with Kyle's help. I was just like, I can't pick what to read. Just pick something for me. I have too many books to pick from and so he said pick a shelf so I picked a shelf and then he picked that book and I was like okay I'll nice. read that and so I'm like 30 pages in so far and I'm really loving it it's wow. so atmospheric like the plot I only know the like a little bit about it because I'm at the beginning still but yeah um, it's about this 16 year old indigenous boy named Franklin Starlight and he lives on a farm with this old man who's not his dad and he's like a white man okay and it's like I don't know why he lives with this man but he right. like lives on the farm with him and loves working he just loves being outside in nature he kind of he quit school because he'd rather just live a simple life and do that kind of thing and at the beginning of the book his father who lives a little ways away kind of called to him and was like 
come visit me. I need you to come visit me. And he's dying. So Franklin goes to go visit his dad. And then his dad asks him to take him on this kind of journey. Mm. And so he's like, what? This is crazy. Um, so that's all I know so far. It's like a father-son story, but there's also like another father figure in the story, which I think is that interesting. That is interesting. And it's, it's yeah, like I said, it's very atmospheric. It takes place in kind of the backwoods of BC. So Ugh, it's very like that. foresty, farmy nature. There's great descriptions of the landscape. And normally I don't like that kind of thing, but Richard Wagamese does it so well he that does. you can't help but love it. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just incredible. So I'm only in the very beginning, but I'm already really loving it. And I also own starlight by him which is kind of like a companion um type of sequel thing yeah. so i'll probably read that right after but we'll see i've gotten really bad at reading series i don't know if this is something you've noticed as we've gotten older or maybe you've just always had this problem because i know you don't read a lot of series but yeah. i find that once i read one i no longer want to jump right into the next one i find that's i need to take a break fascinating what's up with that i think that's really <laughs> interesting i uh, don't think I've read a series in like five years. I just won't even get, I won't even get involved. I'm like, it's part yeah. of a series. That's okay. I've got 500 other things to read. <laughs> That's all right. The only trilogy I, I'm really wanted to do is the outline trilogy. Oh Yeah. But that's the only I thing I only own the first one, so I don't feel compelled to read it as a series yet. That's the only thing in years that's like I've been tempted by series-wise. Wow, look at us. We had so much to talk about. I'm really proud of us for all of our reading uh, fun. So now it's time to switch over to bookolts. Shall we do some bookolts? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's do some bookolts. Yeah, we haven't had that in a while. I know. I feel like it's been actual years since I've <laughs> had to do a bookolts. Um, so I, I ended up just picking something kind of random. I'm actually recommending two books, and it's kind of because they're by the same author. And I had never heard of these, even though it's an author we've heard, heard about. So I wanted to give it... A shout out. So this, the first book, they're actually both manga, which is also oh, crazy. Okay. I've never recommended manga on book holds. But it was mentioned to me, one of our patrons on Discord actually sent me this, like sent a, a link to the book and was like, you should read this. This looks so cool. And I was like, hell yeah. So the book is called Anime Supremacy. And it's <laughs> written by, I know, doesn't that sound great? It's by Mizuki Sujimura, who wrote Lonely Castle in the Mirror. Oh my god, that's so yeah. cool. Sorry, when did this yeah, come and out? This came out in 2014, okay. although it was probably published in English in 2017. That's the other date on there. Okay. Um, is illustrated by Hui Lim, which I don't think I've ever read anything illustrated by that illustrator. So that's also interesting. But this sounds so cool. It's about three women who are part of the anime industry. Like there's a producer, oh. a director, and an animator. And it shows how they survive in this crazy business, which is... I think usually more like a male centric kind of business and um, just like how they survive in in this world. And I think that's so cool. And at first I didn't realize it was manga. I thought it was just a novel and I was like, whoa, that's so interesting. But it is manga, which is huh. even better. So I am dying to read this book now. But uh, Mizuki Tsujimura also has another series of manga that she wrote, which I oh had God. no idea that she was part of this world at all. Yeah. And, um, this one is called A School Frozen in Time. And what's great about this is it's illustrated by Naoshi Arakawa, who did the, um, he wrote, or sorry, he wrote and illustrated Your Lie in April, which oh, is another manga that man. I really love. Yeah. So it's like, whoa, what is going on? There's like <laughs> this all-star cast. It looks like it's four volumes that came out between 2008 and 2009. So I also love that. I love a short series yeah, you know you yeah. can read it from start to finish you don't have to wait around and this one 
I will read the description here off of Goodreads. On a snowy school day like any other, classmates and childhood friends Hiroshi and Mizuki arrive at school to find the campus eerily empty. Before long, they find themselves trapped inside with six other friends, and even stranger, all the clocks have stopped at a very specific moment. The exact time when a former classmate jumped off the school roof to their death three months earlier. It turns out that this departed friend is their way out of their current predicament and may even be among their group, but no one can remember who it was that took their life on that sad day. The students must face themselves and their past memories to piece together the identity of this suicide victim or risk a similar fate with their lives lost and forgotten inside these frigid school walls. Wow. So it sounds a little bit like Orange in a way. Yeah. Like it has a lot of similar themes to Orange, which is one of my favorite manga. Like it's about friends and grief and all that kind of stuff. But this one also has like a sci-fi aspect, which Orange Gosh. also has. So I just thought this sounded so cool. And I couldn't believe that I had never heard of it. So They both sound really good. Like really right? good. Yeah. Right? So I'm, I'm sorry for all the people out there who don't care about manga, but I really just had to give those a shot. Oh, definitely. I think that's really awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now we jump into recommendations? My god. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so we got some good ones. We've got, I mean, we always get good ones because we picked yeah. up our favorite ones. So of course we think it's true. <laughs> so this one comes from Sophie, who says, I was inspired by Ariel's big European book haul. Ha. I'm traveling to Iceland in June. Oh, that's perfect. It's June now, which made me contemplate which books I should be on the lookout for. Can you recommend me a book where the European cover is far superior to the one published in the US and Canada? This is really Very fun because it's purely cover based. But it also yeah. had to be books that I'm into. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I was thinking like, oh, I don't want to just recommend a book that's beautiful, but I don't care about yeah. reading it or something. Yeah, totally. Uh, the books yeah, that I, I picked, I picked three. You picked three. <laughs> I picked one, two, three. I also picked three. Um, I picked perfect. three because I sort of wanted to, I don't know, there's just so many covers to pick from. But I then know. the other thing also is just, I actually haven't read any of these three. And they're just books that I've bought in recent years that I bought specifically while I was over there because I, I like the cover. Um, You've got a lot of cool covers that I'm jealous of thanks, in your travels man. over the past little while. So uh, Okay, the that. first one is Memorial by Brian Washington. Oh. Have you seen the UK cover of it? I'm going to look it up because I can't remember. It's not the one with the flag on it, right? That was just the hardcover? Yeah, no, it it's the, the one with the little couch on it. Um, oh, I think, actually, oh, yeah, I, that, that one is definitely superior. Yeah. And now that I think about colors. it, that one, I think I ordered it on Book Depository, maybe. Mm, I really like cool. that cover. Um, the second one I bought a couple of months ago, it was Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell. Oh, yeah. So the U.S. slash Canadian cover of it is like... I don't know. It it looks like a boring textbook. It's a it's Shakespeare's face, I think. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. And one. then it's just kind of like has the text over, and I'm just like, and like parchment. I'm just like, ah, gee. Like this comes off as like a <laughs> historical thing. It like looks really boring. Whereas the UK covers, and there's kind of two of them. There's one with a big H on yeah. the front, and then there's the one mm -hmm. with kind of more floral stuff. They're both so stunning that I had yeah. to buy this book while I was over there because I was like, ugh, that is so, so beautiful. And then actually, I lied again. I really set this up. Maybe I didn't buy these books abroad. What the, what was I thinking? <laughs> um, this was a, one of my recent regrets. 
It was Uh-oh. Breasts and Eggs by Miko Kawakami. Oh, yeah. I like really their covers more. I like I their covers more of her books. I am willing to admit that. So, you know, don't make the error I made. <laughs> if you're over Yeah, I there, would definitely, I would recommend it. looking for Miyako Kawakami when you're out there. If yeah. If you're interested in translated fiction at all. Because those yeah. covers, I just like that they all like go together well as, as well. And they all match. And Yeah, exactly. It's just it's nice. Superior. They're a little bit cooler. It's superior. Yeah. What's, uh, what did you pick? Well, I picked kind of a mix of books I've read and books I haven't read. I just wanted to pick books off of my shelves as well. And I actually was surprised that I don't have as many UK copies anymore as I used to. I find mm. I get rid of so many books that I forgot what I had. But anyways, um, I picked My Brilliant Friend by Elena Ferrante. So because I think our cover is so stupid looking and so looks so stupid. boring and dull yeah. and not interesting at all. But this is like looks playful, looks fun. It shows the youth of the characters, yeah. which I think is important. In, so in on the other cover, it's just like a picture of someone at a wedding or something, which just looks so lame uh, to me. I don't bad. know. It's the not, font it's not is nice. really bad, too. It's, it's just like uh, Times New it's Roman. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not good. Sorry. Um, and then the other one I picked is A Little Life. Yeah. I have this UK cover that just has like the text takes up the most of the cover and it's got like the side of a new york building kind of in the text which i think is so cool i really hate the cover that's just of a guy in pain like i know that's what a lot of the book is about but it's just an uncomfortable cover like i don't i don't like looking at it (laughs) i think the cover you have also has a really cool spine the yeah the spine is cool too fire escape on the spine i think that's really nice yeah yeah it's just beautiful. It's nice from all angles, which I can appreciate. And the last one is another book that I read and really enjoyed and bought specifically for the UK yes. cover. Yes. The Woman in the Purple Skirt by Natsuko Imamura, because uh, our cover is hideous, in my opinion. Like, it's just it is like hideous. primary colors, like it's used bad. in such a strange way. And it's no. like trying to be artsy, but it just doesn't look pretty. And this one is more mysterious. It's a woman and she's like blocking her face with a little compact or something. And it's just kind of like more eerie, which fits the the book a bit more so i would definitely say look out for any of those but specifically the woman in the purple skirt i think that's probably my favorite like uk cover that i have for a book that's like far yeah. superior to a non-uk I, cover i wrote that one down if you didn't mention it i was gonna mention oh, yeah? it because i was nice. i was like she'll probably bring it up but if she doesn't we should talk about it i cause... almost forgot so that would have been oh, perfect. that's funny <laughs> um yeah okay that was fun i like that one because it was <laughs> it's just cover based which is really cool it was easy to pick. Um, yes. But Raylene, lead us through our second one here because this one's a little more complicated. Okay, this one is more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> this We needed to balance out the complicated one with a very simple, easy to pick one. Yeah. So this one came from Izzy. First of all, I love, like, I really love this one. That, that like, it's the greatest suggestion ever. <laughs> she says, I loved the recommendations you did based on star signs a few weeks ago, and I absolutely loved Ariel's Libra recommendation. I was wondering if you could recommend a book based on your own Myers-Briggs personality types. Wow. I am an ENFP, and I'd love to see what you come up with. It's pretty crazy stuff. This is grab my phone, very so I have cool. my description written down on my phone. Yeah. I remember... Um, a couple years ago when everyone was so into Myers-Briggs and Mm -hmm. my brother actually when he um, went to university he was originally doing a a psychology degree and and so he (laughs) he like I remember he walked me through this kind of before it was cool like I think all the psych kids (laughs) were into it and then it it went mainstream Um, and it is so you told me you redid it 
right? You redid your... I did. Yes. Okay, so yeah. take me on your adventure here. Take me on your journey. So, I, yeah, I retook the test because I hadn't taken it in a little while. And when I looked at the website, we're, we're going off of the 16 Personalities website where they have yes. this test. Um, it was like, you should redo the test after six months like because, you know, oh, things wow. in your life might change your answers and your personality might change. And I'm like, that makes perfect sense. People yeah. don't stay the same their entire lives. So right. mine did change slightly, which I thought was cool. Um, so I am now I-S-F-J-T, which I didn't know there Whoa. was like, there's a T as a, th like, uh, which means turbulent, I think. And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my traits, I'll break them down. I am introverted 90%. Woo. Wow. Um, I know that <laughs> makes me sound like a, a real loner. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, observant 57%, feeling 54%. Judging, 75%. Hmm. And turbulent, 58%. My role is sentinel, is what it says. Um, but my personality type is, the name for ISFJT is Defender. So, Whoa. that's me. Okay, yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> so, so what were you before? Well, I was an INFP or J. I can't remember. So like I just changed slightly in one of one of the things. So now, now I'm IS, which I know I wasn't before. Like I think I might have just been slightly more intuitive or something rather than observant. Like I, it oh, was something like that. Like it's just changed a tiny bit. But I think feeling for me, because like thinking and feeling are the two different aspects of one. And I'm always like really close to both of them. Like I'm sure. almost right in the middle. So I'm just just over the middle mark with feeling now. I think a lot, but I also feel a lot. Okay. Very judging, though. I don't know what that means. <laughs> judging individuals are decisive, thorough, and highly organized. They value clarity, predictability, and closure, preferring structure and planning to spontaneity. You know, that makes perfect sense. That sounds that exactly like so you, really. <laughs> I know, right? And then under the feeling one, it says, feeling individuals value emotional expression and sensitivity. They place a lot of importance on empathy, social harmony, and cooperation. So true. I hate conflict. I want everyone to get along. That's yeah. all I ever want. Did you, I don't know if we all have the same questions, but did you have the question that was like, you enjoy watching people argue? And I was like, yeah, I was like, who the no. hell? <laughs> I think that's one of the worst things in the world. Like that stresses <laughs> me out so, 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 so much. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Observant individuals are pragmatic and down to earth. They tend to have a strong focus on what is happening or very likely to happen. Well, that makes me sound psychic. That's pretty fun. <laughs> okay, so then now we get down to, I'm doing this like all out of order, by the way. I Whatever. Don't know why I'm doing it's that, but good. now we're down to my identity, which is the assertive versus turbulent. And I got turbulent. Um, it says, turbulent individuals are self-conscious and sensitive to stress. They feel a sense of urgency in their emotions and tend to be success-driven, perfectionistic, and eager to improve. All of that is like nail on the head mm. makes perfect sense is totally me and so while i was trying to figure out which books i would put into that personality type i kind of did a lot of research on the google machine to find out what oh, other yeah. characters people have classified as this personality type oh, and the two that stuck cool. out to me the most were rory gilmore and pam beasley from the office oh interesting and I was like, that makes perfect sense these people are driven they do what they want but they also kind of hold back a little bit like yeah. they're not necessarily like they're go-getters but they're also you know they're hesitant sometimes and they're kind of careful like they like to plan things out well like that all of that kind of stuff and i'm like yep yeah, that's totally my personality type so i was trying to think of which books 
I could recommend for that. And it was kind of hard. It was actually hard because it's like, am I trying to find a character who's like that personality type? Yeah, or am I, just I found it a little kind of yeah. encapsulates all that. And so I kind of had to get a little get a little funky with it and just kind of make stuff up. So something that stuck out to me while reading up on my personality type is that these like this personality type kind of cares a lot for other people, is very empathetic, always wants kind of harmony, wants things to be good for the people around them, that kind of thing. And so a book that came to mind was Pachinko by oh, Min Jin Lee, because yeah. this book, the I would say the main character is Sunja, and she has two sons, and she has a very terrible life. She's very poor, and she had to make a really big decision early on in her life, something that could have made her life really easy, or she could make the decision to make her life really hard and like mm. stick to her principles. And she decided to stick to her principles and have a hard life instead mm. of just making it easy. And I think that that is so cool and kind of like what I would aspire <laughs> to be, like just, you know. I thought you and were so going to say, I think part. that that is so ISFJ. <laughs> I can't even remember the letters. I forget them after I say them. So. I know, me it too. It is so ISFJ. I, was, I wrote it <laughs> down when you said it because I was like, I'm going to forget this. I'm going to forget Yeah, I already, yeah. I'm not the type of person who just like really is religious about this type of thing and remember it about myself and investigate it all the time. I'm just doing it for now. For and fun. I understand myself a little bit better now, which is great. <laughs> um, but I picked a couple of other books. So kind of sticking on the... F theme of loyalty and friendship oh, and like yeah. sticking out like looking out for people that you love i picked the outsiders that was Ooh, just kind of an yeah. obvious choice that i yeah, yeah, i always yeah. bring back when it comes to questions like these it's like these people will do anything for their friends you know like people will get hurt put themselves in harm's way to protect the ones they love and i'm like that is what i aspire to be i feel like i'm like that not maybe to that degree i don't like to fight but <laughs> but I do care about the people I love very much. And then the last one I picked, I don't know if this makes sense anymore, but it's kind of along the same lines as the other two. Never Let Me Go by Kazuo Ishiguro. Oh yeah, sensitive. It's the main character. That's a very introverted book, I feel. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that, like I'm leaning into the introvert thing a lot for this book because it's very quiet. It is about three friends, but Kathy is a very introverted kind of sticks to herself and... Um, is also very giving like a lot of the book is her becoming a carer which like without explaining the whole book is is just a lot to explain but basically yeah. she ends up working as a carer looking after after people and looking after one of her best friends and all that kind of stuff so I feel like I feel like it just kind of fit in a weird way um but I don't know how to explain it you know it's one yeah of those, sure one of those <laughs> That's interesting, though. I'm curious about yours, though, though. Tell us your journey. Okay. Uh, that was fun, though. I really enjoyed that, and I liked your picks. Yeah. I think... Okay, so I did this... I'm sure I've done this a couple of times, and the last one I remember getting was ENTP. And the mm. name for it on the website is The Debater. That and... makes sense. <laughs> Um, I redid it, and then this time I got INTP. So none of my Whoa. other letters changed. I just became more introverted. That's interesting. And I think it's freaking true, man. I think it's true. <laughs> really? I think it is true. I, I think I had a lot of energy when I was younger <laughs> that was, like... <laughs> yeah, um, it's gone now. That was very, like, 
you know, kind of like the stereotypical YouTuber energy of like, hey, hi, woohoo, yay. Um, and I still yeah. feel that in me sometimes, but only really when I'm super comfortable and happy and calm. And mm-hmm. most of the time I am kind of like not looking for a party. I'm not really, you know what I mean? I'm more like, let's, totally. let's stay home this time. Um, yeah. So that's really, I think that's interesting. Uh, some of the mm-hmm. things I pulled, I just pulled some lines from the bios, you know? Okay. Um, it's a, oh yeah, the name for the ENTP is a, I kind of think it's a terrible name, but that's <laughs> fine. It's logician. So like someone who's doing <laughs> logic. And I'm like, yeah, if you say so. Um, <laughs> it says, the it had one little bio line that when it was like next to all of the other ones and it said um logician invent are inventors with an unquenchable thirst for knowledge it's like okay mm. that makes sense to me um yeah it says these flexible thinkers enjoy taking an unconventional approach to many aspects of life they often seek out unlikely paths Mixing, mixing willingness to experiment with personal creativity. And I actually really related to that. I was like, yeah, yeah I think good. I do. I have gone in an unbeaten path. Um, that's true. Buying a house unseen. <laughs> 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 Trying to be like a YouTuber as my job and all these mm-hmm. sorts of like different things I've done. I do think are um, a little bit, like it's saying, an unconventional approach to life. Mm-hmm. So, ooh, ooh, ooh. okay, yes. you mentioned the percentages. I got yeah. introvert, uh, introverted 57%. So it's like pulled Zero over so that cusp. it's the majority, yeah. but it's not... I'm not fully an intro. I'm not a 90% introvert. Not like me. That's so funny. <laughs> I got intuitive thinker, 69%. That's pretty high. Mm. Thinking, 52%. Prospecting, which I don't know what that means, 63%. And assertive, 67%. Again, a lot of this, Ooh. I'm just like, I don't know what these things I'm saying mean, but no. there you go. You know what I'm doing right now? I've decided to look up intp characters and celebrities there's a <gasps> database called yeah. personality database and i'm just looking through there's a lot of anime characters on here so i'm trying to scroll past that but guess who is on the list please Bo say it's- burnham baby ah! Ah! <laughs> i love being an intp <laughs> right they also have the enneagram numbers and stuff which i don't know how people figure this stuff out i don't even know i can't even figure out my own enneagram i've tried I know, so many right? times maybe that'll be a question for next time but that's so funny. I have no idea. But yeah, it's mostly anime characters, so I'm gonna leave this website now. But I'll ah! keep, I'll let you know if any anybody else pops up. On the on the sixteen personalities website, they also put they have like pictures at the bottom. Mm. It says Kirsten Stewart is one. Ooh. Uh, Albert Einstein. <laughs> Whoa. It also is Isaac. Know my celebrity people. Isaac Newton and Rene Descartes. Elliot Page. Look at me go. What? That's okay. So now I need to know funny. my celebrity personality alikes. Ooh, hilarious. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem right. <laughs> Ooh, I also have Henry Cavill, 
Ed Sheeran and Beyonce. Wow, look at me go. That's so funny. I think the problem with that is like, what celebrity is really an introvert, right? Like, no, exactly. It works way (laughs) better with the characters, but yeah. yeah. No, I like it with characters. For you, for your INTP, you've got Sherlock Holmes, Jughead Jones, apparently. Ooh, Patrick Starr from SpongeBob. Arthur Weasley's on there. Oh, Violet thanks. Baudelaire from a series of unfortunate events. Well, okay. April well, Ludgate. Ooh. Oh, so cool. I will pull this up though because one of the lines I mentioned that it said was inventors with an unquenchable thirst for knowledge. So that made me think of yeah. a series of unfortunate events with, like you mentioned, Violet totally. Baudelaire. So I thought I'd mention that one. And it's funny because even though I obviously really love books and books have been such a big part of my personality, in the mm-hmm. when I read a series of unfortunate events, I always liked Violet more than Klaus because I was like, Me too. Klaus, are you really doing he was anything? A bit much. <laughs> yeah, he was a bit much. <laughs> Whereas Violet was like, what we need is to get out of this situation, so I'm gonna do something about it. I'm yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> tie your hair up, baby. Um, yep, so true. Then another, like I said, the, it said. They often seek out unlikely paths, mixing willingness to experiment with personal creativity. And I picked Sourdough by Robin Sloan because Ooh. that's all about a woman who is working a very normal, like corporate kind of a job um, yeah. and then decides to kind of go unhinged and go on the, working for this other weird company and then just like <laughs> trying to make a sourdough thing on her own. So I'm just yeah, like, it's, it's got that wild. like little bit of entrepreneurial spirit, totally. but also like a little bit wacky. Um, mm-hmm. And then the final one I picked is Uncanny Valley by Anna Wiener. I don't know if you remember that I read that a couple years ago. Um, I forgot about that book. Yeah, it's a nonfiction book yeah. uh, about a woman's account of her time in Silicon Valley. And... I didn't love it, honestly. I think I, I landed somewhere with like a three out of five on it. I, I ended up finding it kind of boring, but like the beginning was really good. Like it was mm-hmm. like an exciting start and it's a really good premise. But I just kind of, I, when I think about that book, I think about like tires spinning. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, it feels mm-hmm. like it didn't go anywhere. It kept meaning to and like it kept hitting yeah, gas, yeah. but it was just like, uh no i'm just sitting i'm just sitting here spinning my tires um but i guess because of the topic like a woman in silicon valley this like Mm. new like wild west of ideas and money and you know what i mean like it just feels very Mm -hmm. exciting that makes sense yeah yeah so those are my picks that was a really fun it was fun that we got to do quizzes It is fun. And actually, I, I wanted to mention, I'm looking at my book character personality type now, and you got Sherlock Holmes for yours, <gasps> and I got John Watson. Oh, How interesting. my God. I love that. <laughs> Me and you on our wacky adventures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can just like kind of go off being a little wacky and creative, and I'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoa, you'll be like, whoa, let me actually organize this. Have we added this to yeah, a calendar? This is calendar. <laughs> Do you even know what a calendar is? No, dear Watson. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That kind of actually does work a little bit for our our personality. You're right, for our dynamic, I mean, because basically our friendship has just been me yanking you into things that you didn't really want to do. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, like another way to put it, I mean, I think that um, we're kind of like Leslie Nope and Ann Perkins a little bit too. Oh. If you had gotten a little bit more extroverted, I think that would have been on your on your personality. I love type that. For sure. I love that. Yeah. And Perkins. And Perkins. And Perkins. <laughs> I just love how Leslie compliments Anne all of the time. You beautiful tropical fish. I know, it's fish. so good. <laughs> <laughs> it is great. I love that she does that it's too. It's so funny. Ugh. Unfortunately, I'm a little bit too much like April also to kind of fit the Anne mold though, unfortunately. I definitely think of you more as an April. I guess mm-hmm. it's also because I do think of Kyle as an Andy and so I've just That's like true. very it much, fits. I'm like, you guys are there and it's We're so April perfect. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. We're um, talking about Parks and Rec for all the people out there who have no idea what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's true. We never even mentioned it. We just assumed. <laughs> I'm just throwing out character names, assuming everyone knows what we're talking about. the world knew. <laughs> well, I think we've reached the end of this fun episode. This was a good old time. Yeah, Something fantastic. in the Washington air. Uh, really, really got us going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so we are now going to go and record Movie Tub, which is our Patreon mini podcast that comes out every week alongside the main episode. And it's where we're reviewing the movies and shows we've been watching lately. Um, we're really, really excited about this because we had been doing Books on Bucket, obviously, um, for ages. <laughs> And it yeah. just got so stale and we just weren't really bringing good energy to it. We were like, we got to shake mm-hmm. this up. What do we want to do? And we were both like, we love movies. Like, let's talk about movies as well. So it's been so fun. And I'm like genuinely excited to hear what you're going to talk about. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go re- record that. And if you want to support the podcast, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash books unbound. Or you could check out our merch. We've got pretty hats. Really? Did you? I sent you the photo. Oh Someone got the oh, hat. It's so pretty. It is so I love beautiful. It. The color is like even Perfect. better than I thought it was yes. going to be. Like it, it's hard to know just looking at a picture on the internet, but it's like, no, this is better than I thought. It's so, so beautiful. So if you want to check um, out the hat, and I think we have a couple of mugs left. Like literally, I think we have five mugs left. So if you oh wanted gosh. a mug, this Get be your that. moment. Um, yeah, those are some ways to support the pod. Thank you, Raylene, for chatting with me and everyone for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.